MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm talking right now. You're about to experience a morning show unlike any other. Shout out to the Breakfast Club. I hope to see you on air What you guys are doing right now, it's the hub culture. The Breakfast Club is my morning sit. I need it and I love it so much. I feel like you're really not popping until you do the Breakfast Club. I've been waiting to come to y'all's show, man. I really? know you got to be a big time celebrity to be up in here. You got to be, be big time. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. The, the Breakfast Club, bitches. Break the fuck out. Good morning, USA. Yo, 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Okay, Mike's on. There you go. What up, Charlemagne the God? Peace to the planet. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Day? <laughs> yes, it's Wednesday, hump day, middle of the week. Good morning to ya. Good morning, all you glizzy gobblers out there. What's happening? Hey. You know you know hot dog early in the morning. No, That's it's too early for a hot dog. Wait till lunch to put that glizzy in your mouth. There you go. 
Well, good morning. What a way to start the morning. How y'all feeling out there? <laughs> Everybody all right? <laughs> what? It's going to start with glizzies in the morning. Who's okay. representing those that represent us? You think we don't have listeners that eat glizzies? Who doesn't enjoy a good hot dog? Not in the morning, though. Not, not in the morning. But you're still a glizzy gobbler if you enjoy a hot dog. First you come in here wearing pink, and then you're talking about glizzies? This ain't pink. This is mauve. 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 It's not mauve. Mauve said this is mauve. No, that's... Or salmon. Salmon that's, colored. That's definitely not salmon, but... This, this is from Spike Lee's line, though. That's pink. Spike Lee, you know Spike Lee got his own uh, merchandise. Mm-hmm. This is a Crooklyn shirt. Okay. Salute to Spike Lee, the OG, the legend. All right. Well, what you guys do yesterday? Anything? Anything entertaining? Anything fun? Mm, I don't no. think anything you would think yesterday? is fun. No. <laughs> what, what, what was yesterday? Tuesday? Uh, Tuesday, yes. Tuesday. I worked. Yeah, so shout out yeah. to everybody that had to work all day. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. No, I had to actually fun. get up super early this morning. Someone... Um, one of the employees in the juice bar left the music on in the backyard all night, and the, the neighbors, neighbors were, were complaining. So I had to get up and go over there to turn it off. <laughs> Goodness gracious! Yeah, I mean, it's always little things that happen, mm-hmm. and sometimes big things. You're grateful that it's always a little thing sometimes, though. Absolutely. Yeah, yesterday was interesting. I mean, like uh, a couple of my daughters was went, went to camp, their first day of camp, and it was one of my daughters' first time in camp. So oh, how'd like, she do? She, I mean, she loved it, you know, and, yeah. that, and that was interesting. It's, it's funny, man. It's funny how, you know, when you're an adult, uh, you think about the things that happened to you when you was a child, and you just automatically think it's going to happen to your kids. So I think about when I, the first time I got dropped off, was well, in kindergarten, it was like the first day of first grade, and I just cried and cried. And I told my wife yesterday, if you drop her, if you take her there, and she cries and says she doesn't want to stay, bring her home. Right. Don't make her stay. And she didn't. Oh, she, she, she cried off. She's way more of a G than I was. Well, well, she camp, ran off to play. Well, camp wait. was a lot more fun, though. But if it was school, <laughs> it might be a little different. But camp no, is fun. She, she ready for school, too, though. But I think that's because she got uh, two, two older, older sisters. sisters. Correct. You know, and those That two is are... true. Uh, when my brother went to school, and he's older than me, I was so excited to go. When he first went, I was like, when do I get to that's go right. to kindergarten? And then when I went, I was like, yes, finally. Because they feel like they're missing out. Correct. You know what I mean? So the, the younger ones feel like they're missing out because they've been watching their two older siblings go to go to school and they get up in the morning got their backpacks everything else so <clears throat> she, she was really into that I love camp for the kids man They when they come home <laughs> they don't want to do nothing I never they, went to camp what kind of kids you got that ain't the way my kids no are. my kids come home they tired <laughs> they beat they they beat they are tired and then they got summer reading too so they are beat not mine They'll find they'll find something. They'll to find do. some energy. <laughs> nah, oh, me. you know what? One thing I did that was really really fun yesterday. My best friend started a podcast, Santi Gold. Mm-hmm. So it was uh, me, her, Quest Love, and uh, Tunde from TV on the radio. Those were her first guests on the Dope. podcast. And you know, it was a really interesting conversation on the definition of black music. Okay. And so those are some really. Um, what, what does black music identify as nowadays? Yeah, and and how it all started. You know, they were talking about Kenny Gamble and how he started that that term black music actually Questlove said he did an interview with Kenny Gamble that was supposed to be an hour and it ended up being like six or seven hours long I can imagine Mm -hmm. Gamble and Huff right yep and they they from Philly yep Santi's from Philly Santi Gold is from Philly so is Questlove so they've known each other since um, she was an intern at a label called Rough House and then Questlove had just finished interning there that's when they met yeah there's a Breakfast Club Gamble and Huff interview they wanted me to get in the studio and uh, record with them wanted me to sing that's a damn lie. I'm not, I'm not making I this up. I feel like, That's yeah, they did lie. say that. I'm not making this up. That's a damn lie. I'm they not making this that. up. Wanted you to sing what? I don't know. They you thought, don't remember? They thought I had some pipes. 
you do have some pipes, but all right. Anyway, all let's right, get the Glizzy. show cracking. All right, Glizzy Gobbler. The brothers from Ernie Elysian <laughs> will be joining us this morning, Troy and Rashad, and also Matt, the mortgage guy. So if you That's have right. some questions, they'll be here to answer your questions. Also, they're doing Invest Fest out in Atlanta. They'll give you all the details and updates on that. And all morning long, too, I'll be giving a, I'm, I'm giving somebody a chance. So Glizzy's? Shut up. I'm going to give somebody a chance uh, to attend the Black Effect Podcast Festival here in Brooklyn. You know, we paying for your airfare and your hotels and all of that good oh, stuff. Oh, will you have Glizzy? You should have like a we Glizzy card. We're definitely going to have a Glizzy See, card. I knew it. It's, gonna be a, it's definitely going to be an all beef hot dog stand. Come on now. It's New York. Come all on. right. Come let's, on. let's get the show cracking. Front page news, what are we talking about? Yesterday's January 6th hearings, Dace. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do find this missing girlfriend and tell her story with the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one like my producer Anna oh my god my friend Dr. Mindy Shapiro hi it's Dr. Shapiro and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner and of course Gail's sister Elaine Katz having no closure it kills you join us as we try to solve a 35 year old cold case It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. 
Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we'll get into that when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. All right, Yee. Where are we starting? All right, well, the January 6th hearings continued yesterday, and this is all, um, these, these are the public ones. And so Liz Cheney was talking about how Donald Trump attempted to contact a witness and what the witness then proceeded to do. After our last hearing, President Trump tried to call a witness in our investigation, a witness you have not yet seen in these hearings. That person declined to answer or respond to President Trump's call and instead alerted their lawyer to the call. Their lawyer alerted us, and this committee has supplied that information to the Department of Justice. Let me say one more time, we will take any effort to influence witness testimony very seriously. So they have, they have proof that he actually called, right? Yes, the person contacted their attorney. Their attorney then contacted them. The person did not speak to Donald Trump. So, yes, that's that's proof. All right, in addition to that, uh, former counsel for, uh, for the White House for Donald Trump, Pat Scipione, actually was interviewed, uh, and they were able to play parts of his video deposition that he had on Friday. They played some of that yesterday, and these are... Really important clips. Uh, Scipione talked about how Donald Trump should have considered the election, and they believed that he was going to because his claims were baseless. Did you believe, in, Mr. Scipione, that the president should concede once you made the determination based on the investigations that you credited DOJ did? did, did, did you, in your mind, form a belief that the president should concede the election loss uh, at a certain point after the election? I was the White House counsel. Some of those decisions are political. 
So to the extent that, but, but if your question is that I believe we should concede the election at a point in time, yes, I did. I, I believe um, Leader McConnell went onto the floor of the Senate, I believe in mid-December, and basically said, you know, the process is done. That, that would be in line with my thinking on these things. All right. There were also six witnesses who detailed the unhinged Oval Office meeting that happened in December of 2020. Uh, that was on December 18th. They said that Trump allies clashed with White House lawyers over various plans for overturning the presidential election. And Pat Cipione said in some of these video depositions, they played eight different clips. He said there's a way to contest elections. It happens all the time. But the idea that the federal government should come in and seize election machines, I don't understand why I would even have to tell you why that's a bad idea for the country. That is a terrible idea. And in previous hearings, they've also pointed out that Donald Trump didn't even necessarily believe that the election was wrong. He just, it was all political. Mm. All right. So we'll keep you guys updated on what's going on uh, with these January 6th hearings. But I think it's very clear that for many different reasons, Donald Trump should be in jail. Yeah, but they said that three weeks ago that they had enough to charge him. But I've been telling y'all since Biden got elected, four things that need to happen to protect democracy as we know it. You got to protect voting rights. You got to expand the Supreme Court. You got to get rid of the filibuster so you can properly legislate. And you have to prosecute any and everyone who was behind the attempted coup of this country. And they already said they got enough to charge Trump. But if it's up to the D and, and it's up to the DOJ now. <clears throat> but if the DOJ does not prosecute Donald Trump, all of this is for nothing. Well, I think part of it is to show people what's really going on and to have enough outrage that you have to demand that something has to happen. They've been showing these hearings during prime time because they want people to pay attention and watch. They're going to have another hearing um, July 21st next week. Man. That'll be the eighth one in a series that started in early June. They something th has to happen. Exactly. If they go through this whole dance and don't press charges against Trump, then Trump wins. Now all Trump supporters can say, see, another witch hunt. So all, all this means absolutely nothing if they don't prosecute. Because if you're doing this just to damage Trump's reputation, that's not going to work. His support is going to be there for him regardless. But if you prosecute him, then you set an example to anyone who may attempt to uh, do a coup in this country ever again. Well, that is your front page news. I just want to say, you know Gunner's in jail for what Trump did. But Gunner's in jail right now because of what they're saying that Trump has done. The reason they haven't released Gunner is because they're scared that he's going to be calling witnesses and Donald Trump has been called a witness. Oh, Gunner did not do an attempted coup in this country. That is such a false equivalency. Yeah, I can't. What are you I'm, just saying, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. The reason they won't let Gunner have <laughs> no, bail right. is because they're no. scared Gunner's going to no. be called a witness. No, no, no. Yes. No. Yes. Like, it's a, such a false equivalency. Donald Trump attempted a coup of this country. So he that should be in a, jail. That is a total false equivalency. So he should be in jail, correct? For an attempt, yes, for leading an attempted coup. So Gunner should, no, so no. should be out. Don't put Gunner in that. I, just no. want Gunner this, to come I don't on. know if you should compare this to That's a false equivalency. At all. I just want Gunner to be out. <clears throat> and Gunner hasn't been charged with tampering with no witnesses, has he? Well, that's the reason they didn't give him bail, because they said they're scared that he's going to be calling witnesses. Uh, you're, you're conflating issues that don't have nothing to do with together. I'm just telling you. Each other. It's, it's okay. a total false equivalency. All right, all right. Let's but move get it off on. your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I'm dialing. I'm dialing. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm dialing. I'm calling you. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hello, good morning. This is Neil. Hey, what's up, brother? Get it off your chest. Yeah, man, I'm calling in because I'm here. I'm trying to buy my first house, and I'm struggling, right? I am keeping in the out bed. People are buying these houses on cash. Oh, yeah, they are. 
Yeah, I mean, it's going to start to slow down, though. I mean, we're in a recession. Interest rates are there, talking about spiking it a little higher. It's definitely going to slow down. What what market you looking at? What, what area? I, I was looking in Jersey. I'm looking in Jersey. Like, I'm, I'm li- I live in New York now. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I can't afford the New York market. So I'm looking in Jersey. Listen, my best friend from high school just um, bought a, a house in Jersey, and it took a lot. It, she was looking for like two years before she finally found something. But I will say, don't ever feel desperate and make sure you have your price set that you know you're not going to go above so that you don't do something that later on you regret. A lot of people ended up having buyer's remorse and things yeah. like that. So just be patient until the right thing comes along. And in the meantime, stack up your money. Don't overpay. Yeah. Don't yeah. overpay. So, just yeah, be patient and wait. And what part of Jersey are you yeah. looking at? I'll be looking at like East Orange, North. Okay. Those, those are hot markets right now. Yeah. I would look at and Also go to auction.com, right? Auction.com, you're able to find a house that's a little beat up, but it'll be under market value. You got to put a little work into it, but you'll be safe when when, when this market drops. So Which, to, by the way, is also hard right now. Yeah, so go to auction.com because there's still a couple of deals on auction.com. All right, all right, I appreciate it. And Charlotte, I, I could get a ticket to the Black Effect Podcast Fest? Well, we're giving out <clears throat> a chance to win all morning long, my brother. But, I mean, yeah, I'll take your name, but I'm not, you're not the winner. You're already in New York, right? Yeah, he's in New York already. Yeah, okay. Already, yeah, already yeah. But we are giving away tickets uh, all morning to the Black Effect Podcast Festival. Um, and we're, uh, one, ch- one person this morning is going to win airfare and hotels and all of that stuff. But I'm going to put you on hold. I'm, I'm going to get you a ticket, get you a couple of tickets, bro. Hold on, all right? Hello, who's this? Good morning, Angela E. and Charlamagne to God. I'm, I'm still deciding. I should give a good morning to Envy. Why? Uh, <laughs> Why are you uh, mad at Envy? Oh, because so, so, okay. so, yeah, Saturday's event. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing it was a success for Envy, but uh, I wouldn't know because I didn't get any tickets. Wow, you lied to this so, man, Envy? I don't, I, I, I don't so, understand. Wait, it was a successful event. It was amazing. Shout but you promised this man tickets. You didn't get this man no tickets. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, yo, you're, you and your, your Phoenix good. I don't know about you. You're some you from Queens. Oh, all right, you good, you good. No Hold tickets on. in the mail. Charlamagne said he's going to send me some books. Sir, no. sir, what do we... I, I, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just disappointed in sir, everything. Sir, what, what did I tell you, sir? I said, we don't have physical tickets. Everything is digital now. I said, there's guest list, and we put your name on the guest list, sir. No, you no, did not show up. He went and he wasn't on. And they said, no, nah, they said, hold on, we go. What's your address and all that? We gonna mail you the ticket. So I'm just waiting for the tickets to come in the mail. I didn't, mm. I didn't hear anything about yo with some digital, bro. Anything. I I've been saying been this there. for the longest time. We don't, we don't. There's nobody that does tickets anymore. We all do digital. If you go to Eventbrite or you go to Event Noir or Ticketmaster, they do digital tickets. There is no tickets anymore. Now you know what you got to uh, do. You got to fly this man to Atlantic City for the next one. Nah, he, where, where you from? <laughs> That's it. I'm from Queens. I'm in Atlanta. I live in Atlanta, though, but I'm from Queens. Oh, you could get right back up here. The next one is August 20th in Atlantic <laughs> City. Uh, you, you could get right back. You heard him. You heard him, Charlamagne. Like, what, what? I heard him. You're making you another fault promise. Guy, no, <laughs> I'm t- I, basically, okay, right. hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Charlamagne. I ain't even trying to count his pockets, but his bank account's sitting on swole. So you was right. He could have fooled me and myself to the next one if he chose to. If he chose to. Because that would be a good look. Like, yo, look, see? I told y'all. Look, look I fooled him out. Look, we out here. And then, and it, you know what I'm saying? But nah, man, if he had me looking crazy out no, here, I told oh, you man. ten times. Your name was at the door. I told you who to talk to. I, we don't get physical tickets. If you no, like to come I, to Atlantic City, I, 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 I promise you not, Envy. I, I didn't, I didn't hear that information from you. I was holding, and your man was like, "Yo, just give me your address, and we mailing them." Why don't you guys just exchange I, I, numbers at this point? So it's not Envy fault. It's the person who told you they yeah, were gonna mail the tickets. But hey, if you want to come to the Atlantic City when we got you, we will put your name at the door. You, if, if that's what you want, and <laughs> yeah, you can come. I, I'll leave now. I'll walk from Atlanta now. I'm quite sure. 
got family in the, you got family in Queens, so come on through. Yeah, but I also have a family here that I have to support. So therefore, you know, all right, guys. Well, we'll be back. Right, we we forgot all about everybody. Yo, yo, good morning, everybody. I forgot all about that, but I just had mm-hmm. to get that off my chest. Okay. Yeah, I know it was a, no digital joint. But my son was really excited about being there, and I, I kind of wanted to. Tell him, man. I told him. I, got, I, I gave him tickets. He didn't come. I'm like, I don't know. All right. You gave it to him, and he didn't come, man. You did You try, You did your best. Yeah, shut up, what? man. Why you always take it there? Take it where? You look kinky in that pink shirt. What are y'all talking about? Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Hey, my name is John. Hey, John. Get it off your chest. Hey, man, first of all, I've been trying to call for months. This is the first time. This is definitely a blessing to talk to you, Angelique, Charlemagne. You guys are great. Love you guys, and I love listening to you guys. We love Thank you, you brother. Too. Thank you, brother. Uh, first thing, I definitely want to give a shout-out to my sister, Regine. She's an expiring actress. Actress, Love her. Love my brother, Jerome. Uh, my girl, uh, Drusia. Uh, I, I definitely want to be able to give blessings and love to everybody. I know it's a tough time for... Uh, a lot of things going on, but I just want everybody to stay positive, yes. just stay strong, and just keep going because it's it's not the end, and it's not going to stop. It's, you just you just got to keep going and not let things affect you and change who you are internally. Very true. Thank you, John. And also, Charlemagne, I love I love the brilliant idiots. You and Andrew, I listen to you guys every like whatever y'all post on Thursdays or. Wednesdays, every day I listen to y'all guys. So just thank, thank you, bro. Before. We got one dropping this week. You make sure you go grab our Andrew Schultz comedy special too, man. It's available right now on theandrewschultz.com. It comes out this Sunday. Hello, who's this? This is Jay from the 302. What up, MVP? Jay. What up, man? Jay, what up? Get it off your chest, bro. Please, Jay. Hey, man, I'm just getting one thing off my chest. I, I commute to work 90 days, one way every day. So that's three hours on the road. And I, I build houses for a living. I build have houses for Habitat for Humanity for the people of Baltimore City. Dope. Trying to make that a little better. But these people ain't trying to pay me the money on work, man. So I feel some type of way. You know what I mean? I, I asked for a raise. They hired for a new position that's offering 15000 more. They didn't want to hire within the company. I got other offers, you know, offering me another fifty, twenty thousand 20000 more. Less work. And, and I just want to be appreciated. And that's well, sometimes you got to leave to feel appreciated, bro. If if they're offering you more money, a better position, you sometimes you just got to go. It sounds like a no-brainer to me. Yeah, <laughs> like, but I'm giving back. Like, thing about Habitat, it's like service. So I'm kind of giving back to Baltimore City, man, because they see the, you know, the, the renovations of the, the properties out there. I just want to bring back to the community. But it's not always about the money with me. It's about the I put my effort and my pride and my joy in the house, man, so I just want to be appreciated. Well, it sounds like, you know, you're a public servant and you're doing a service, but, you know, you can't pour into nobody else if you're empty. And it sounds to me like the current situation that you're in is draining you. Correct. Well, mm-hmm. wait, if if you feel like you're not appreciated and you have other offers, you should definitely use that as leverage and know that you can walk away if you need to, but you should let them know what your price is that you do enjoy working there, you want to stay, but you have these other opportunities, how can we make this happen? Right. So I got to sit there on Friday at 2 o'clock. I kind of feel guilty, but I, I'm not saying I'm, I'm not saying it anyway. If I don't understand it, it'd be like, it's 
So yeah, don't it. listen. Don't feel guilty if there was a better opportunity or they needed to let you go for something small. They would. You don't own the company, so right. if you're not happy, you got to yep. do what makes you happy. But you can let them know I want to stay. But here are the things that I demand. They need you. Trust me. Right now, getting employees yeah. is not easy. So you have a lot yeah. of leverage. You have other offers on the table. Never feel like you have to be somewhere. And please believe, if they had an opportunity, if something happened and they had to get rid of you, they would get rid of you in a minute. Yeah, that's ask. the way these companies are. Yeah, it's it's so weird to me when people uh act like they, when they say things like uh this company's not respecting me and they're not paying me what i'm worth but are you negotiating your worth are you telling them they what you it. want they like nobody's gonna yeah, give you nothing yeah. but i'm saying no no company's gonna give you nothing it's their job to, to keep you under a certain amount for Correct. their bottom line Correct. you know yeah, what i mean i came in under perception of a project manager but i'm not really doing project manager for it. i'm really i'm really doing the work project manager manager project and i'm I was hired under that perception, but now that I'm in it six months later, I'm like, this is not what I signed up for. Right. So gotcha. Totally understand, well, good luck, brother. brother. Good luck. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up. Now we got rumors on the way. Yes, let's talk about some Emmy nominations that came in yesterday. I saw everybody on social media talking about it. All right, we'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's about time. What's going on? Rumor Report, Rumor Report. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. All right, so Emmy nominations were announced, and I saw a lot of people talking about different things on social media. The show is going to be held on September 12th, so we'll find out who wins uh, at that time. But right now, as far as the comedy category, Ted Lasso wins with 20 nominations. My wife loves that show. I've never watched it. But. It's, 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 uh, I've, I've watched it when she's watching it. It's hilarious. Yeah. All right. And uh, Succession has the most nominations of any show with a total of 25, by the way. All right. Now let's talk about um, Dave Chappelle. He got actually uh, two Emmy nominations for his special. And I saw a lot of people talking about that. Also, I'm sure it was backlash. Yeah. <laughs> also, Quinta Brunson. Is that how you say your name? Quinta? Quinta Brunson. Quinta, Quinta, Quinta Brunson. Brunson. She's the first black woman to receive three comedy Emmy nominations for Abbott Elementary. She released a statement. What an honor to be nominated by the Television Academy. Creating this show has been the greatest gift. And to have it recognized in this way is the dream. It's a joy we get to share with the amazing people who watched our first season. And she thanked uh, the supportive EPs. Also, the hardworking teams at ABC and WBTV for helping to bring Abbott Elementary to life. And she said, lastly, and most importantly, I want to thank teachers. Thanks for being our inspiration. Dropping the clues bombs for uh, Quinta Brunson. Abbott Elementary is phenomenal. That is a, a hilarious, hilarious show that I've watched several times. <laughs> now, her co-stars Cheryl Lee Ralph and Tyler James Williams both received their first Emmy nominations Very for deserving. their roles. And as Cheryl Lee Ralph was finding out about hers, her son tweeted out this video as she's on the phone learning about the Emmy nomination. No, 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 no. Oh, my God. You got nominated? Oh, my God. You nominated? Yes. Love it. <laughs> Oh my God, I'm, I, mean, I don't know what to say. Oh my God. You're mommy. Her son said, with over 50 years of being in this thing we call show business, today my mother became an Emmy-nominated actress. I'm so proud. I'm so glad I could be here in Jamaica with you for this moment. Jan- Janelle James uh, didn't get nominated? Janelle James? Yeah, she uh, plays the principal on Avid. Uh, well, no, Avid these Avid. are just um, some of the reactions. 
that were playing. I'm saying, I'm saying but, did Janelle James get nominated? Uh, the categories that they were nominated, Cheryl uh, Lee Ralph for lead actress in a comedy and writing for a comedy series uh, have only had one black woman win it. So that's the categories, lead actress in a comedy and writing for a comedy series. No, because she played the Ava, Ava Coleman, a hilarious, terrible pr- uh, school principal on Abbott Elementary, but... Yeah, Janelle James should have been nominated too. I don't know if she did or not, but salute to her. Yeah, I didn't see it here. I could be wrong, but I didn't see it anywhere. Mm. So, um, all right, now let's talk about Brent Fiez. We've been talking about his album that just came out on Friday, and one of the standout songs that's on there, of course, that people should know is "Wasting Time." Featuring I think the she Neptunes. was. By the way, I think she was nominated for some Best Supporting Actress. I believe. She was. I believe very so. well deserving. If so, yes. dropping the clues bombs for yes. Janelle James. Okay. All right. So um, Brent Fires, his new album came out on Friday. And one of the standout songs is Wasting Time featuring the Neptunes and Drake. If y'all haven't heard it, here it is. You could have album is a vibe and is on uh, track to do over 100,000 in the first week, possibly the number one album. And uh, he was on lip service. And here's what he had to say about people calling him toxic, because certain times he might post things like a picture with future and and people have said that about him. So here was his response. When I said wasting time, like what I meant on the record, I was really just on some like fake love shit, like wasting time. If you kicking it with somebody, you know, it ain't really finna go nowhere, but mm-hmm. you wasting time because you just like spending time type. Shit. Right. Is that really a waste of time? Nah, but it's just, it's cool to say, though, because yeah. it has a negative connotation, so I like just flipping it. You I like mean, that. To me, a vacation. You feel people me? be like, he's like the um, toxic. <laughs> uh, I don't feed into that shit. Right. Does that bother you at all? Um, That was not my intention while making these records at all. Mm-hmm. But if that's what people take, it's kind of like I was just making it be honest. I thought I was being sweet, and then I put the down my like you toxic. I'm like, damn, I guess so. All right, so guys, make sure you uh, listen to that album if you haven't. Wasteland that's out right now, and that is your rumor report. All right, we got front page news next. What are we talking about? Yes, let's talk more about the January 6th hearings that happened yesterday. The next one is going to be on the 21st next week, but we'll tell you what we learned from yesterday's hearing. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do find this missing girlfriend and tell her story with the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one like my producer Anna oh my god my friend Dr. Mindy Shapiro hi it's Dr. Shapiro and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner and of course Gail's sister Elaine Katz having no closure it kills you join us as we try to solve a 35 year old cold case it's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. Is getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy, We Are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, Yeezy? All right, we're talking about these January 6th hearings. You know, yesterday was the seventh day of these hearings, and it is another hearing that's going to be scheduled for next week on the 21st. And uh, Scipione, a lot of what he said on Friday, there was a, uh, they had a private here, uh, sit down with him, and some of the things that he talked about was denouncing a proposal where they wanted to seize the voting machines. Here's what he had to say about that. There was a real question in my mind and a real concern that there wasn't sufficient election fraud to change the outcome of the election. When 
other people kept suggesting that there was, the answer is, what is it? And at some point, you have to put up or shut up. That was my view. To have the federal government seize voting machines, it's a terrible idea for the country. That's not how we do things in the United States. There's no legal authority to do that. And there is a way to contest elections, but the idea that the federal government could come in and seize election machines, no, that, that's, I, don't, I don't understand why I would even have to tell you why that's a bad idea. Now, that's Pasifioni, who is a former Trump White House counsel. Another person, uh, two other people who spoke, Eric Hirschman and Rudolph Giuliani. Uh, Eric Hirschman is a former Trump White House lawyer, and you know Giuliani was Trump's lawyer as well. Here's what they had to say. I think that it got to the point where the screaming was completely, completely out there. I mean, you got people walk in, it was late at night, it had been a long day, and what they were proposing I thought was nuts. I'm going to categorically describe it as... You guys are not tough enough. Or maybe I put it another way. You're a bunch of excuse the expression, but that that's I, I'm almost certain the word was used. Flynn screamed at me that I was a quitter and everything he kept on standing up and turning around and screaming at me. And at a certain point I had it with him. So I yelled back, either come over or sit your effing ass back down. Now that is them talking about tense arguments they had with Sidney Powell, who was the attorney who they allegedly say led some of the uh, former president's most extreme legal considerations in attempting to overturn the 2020 election. Once again, if they don't prosecute Trump, all of this is a big ass nothing burger. I've been telling y'all since January 6th, one of the four things that has to be done to protect democracy as we know it is to prosecute any and everyone who is behind this attempted coup of this country. If they don't prosecute Trump, then Trump wins because all Trump supporters can say is, see, another witch hunt. All right, you got to prosecute them to set an example to anyone who may attempt to do this ever again. If they don't, this is nothing. It means it's absolutely zero. All right, and NBA Commissioner Adam Silver said yesterday that he's hopeful there will be a change in the NBA's age limit in the next collective bargaining agreement. He said it's the right thing to do. He said it's based on larger conversations than just whether we go from 19 to 18. But I'm on record. When I balance all of uh, these various considerations, I think that would be the right thing to do. And I'm hopeful that that's change we make in this next uh, CBA cycle, which will happen in the next couple of years. Yeah, I think if those kids, uh, if they have the skill level to go to the NBA after high school, they should be able to go. They shouldn't have to do go to college one year, one and done and all but, that. But now these kids may want to because of the name and likeness deals. These kids are getting paid in college. Yeah, you know they, what I'm they get paid. They, they definitely are. But <laughs> and and think about all the life skills you learn in college. You know what I mean? Like you know, it's, it's bigger than just the, the money. Sometimes and now you got the opportunity to make money in college and pick up some life. But skills. they should have the opportunity to do what they want. If they 100%. if they want to go to college, they should be able to go to college. If they want to go straight to the league, they should be able to go straight to the league. One hundred percent. All right. And a video, security video that was published yesterday by two Texas news outlets shows that police officers were retreating from the classroom where a gunman killed 19 students and two teachers in Uvalde, Texas. The video was recorded in a hallway and it shows the officers arriving at the school at Robb Elementary School at 1136 a.m. That was three minutes after the gunman was seen entering the school and walking down an empty hallway. About 20 seconds after he is seen entering the school, he turns to his left and opens fire on a classroom. And authorities said he fired at least 100 shots with an AR-15 style Mm -hmm. rifle. And you can see officers approach the classroom and then racing down the hall, and then they follow the other officer down the hall. Did one officer sanitize his hands? Did I see that? That's what they said. I mean, that's they what said that, at uh, one point you can see him appearing to uh, rub sanitizer on his hands after he crossed the hall 
to get to the dispenser. Yeah, I saw, I saw the picture. I mm-hmm. I didn't know if that was from the school or not, but it's just like, yo, they looked very calm. One cop was on Too his calm. phone, the other one was doing hand sanitizer. I'm like, there was a shooting going on while all of this was happening? Mm-mm-mm. And you thinking about COVID? Yeah, imagine all the... Sanitizing your hands? The tragedy yeah, that could have been um, avoided if they would have acted. Mm-hmm. All right, well, that is your front page news. Uh, and I want to send a, a rest in peace and condolences to the family. Yesterday, uh, in the Hudson River, the Hudson River is what separates New York and New Jersey, a boat capsized. I think it was what? 12 people on the oh, boat. I saw that. It was Two so people sad. died. Yeah. One was a young kid, A seven-year-old right? died yeah. and a 47-year-old woman. They were visiting from Columbia, uh, and it capsized yesterday, and, and two of them died. So. The country of Columbia? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so they, they uh, passed away yesterday. I think it was like 11 to 12 people on the boat, so they saved 11, but uh, two of them didn't make it. So I just want to send condolences Jesus to the family and, and definitely rest in peace. All right. All right, when we come back, we have the brothers from Earn Your Leisure draw, uh, joining us, uh, Rashad and Troy, and also Matt, the mortgage guy. They'll be telling us about InvestFest and, and some things we should be looking out for if you're on an investment tip, whether it's real estate, whether it's crypto, whether it's stocks and bonds. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. 
and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark, more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha God. We are The Breakfast Club. We got some special guests joining us today. We got Rashad and Troy in the building. Earn your yeah. leisure. Yeah. And yeah. also Matt the Mortgage Guy. What's good, what's good, what's good? Good morning, good. guys. Matt, are you Top and Envy still cool? Because <laughs> 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 I feel like you're yeah. with Earn Your Leisure now. Awkward. You know, you know, he's, he's, he's from Jersey now, so okay, you know, so, so oh, we don't mess with Jersey guys. Long Island. Somebody in the industry or anybody that needs a, a loan. I was kidding, Evie. I'm just saying, okay. but I call Matt all the time. I speak to Matt more than we just uh, a lot of people. We spoke yesterday. Yeah. yeah, my daughter's buying a, a condo in the city. And Matt's actually doing it. But you always game. shout Matt out. Matt yeah, out. No, yeah. time. I don't know what she's talking yeah, about, buddy. No, but honestly, Matt has helped a lot of people in this industry. Yeah, artists, oh, rappers, R&B singers, activists, uh, actors, actresses. A lot of people. Uh, Earn your leisure. Earn your leisure. <laughs> now, for people fact. that don't know, like he's the, he's the go-to person for 
getting their mortgage. So if there's something wrong or there's a key that they don't have, a lot of banks won't take people, but he's able to help people fix their stuff so he can actually get them loans. So I always call Matt first. What's, what's, brother. The, what's the sauce, Matt? Tell him. What, what's the sauce? Yeah. The sauce is just being true and honest. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And, and moving in silence. I only man. fought Matt one time. <laughs> one time. Twice. What? Like, what who's, who's counting? You know, because... Uh, I, 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 I was fired twice. <laughs> no, because, well, what happened with Matt was, you know, when, when the whole thing took off when we started doing the seminars, it, it helped a lot of people in their business. It helped the credit dude, Jose, and it helped Matt. And Matt posted one time that he was getting so many people. He was like, it was like, I think like June. And he was oh, like, yeah, yeah, I that. I'm just putting out this text. He was like, I can't talk to nobody until January. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, mortgage yeah. advice, I'll talk to you in January. Yeah. Now, this is seven, eight months. And I'm like, bro, what are you doing? I'm like, this yeah, is what yeah, you yeah. pray for. You yeah. want this type of business. And now you're shunning people off. So I cursed yeah. him out. Yeah, and I was like, he, he was like, well, what am I doing? I'm only person. I said, hire people. That's what business is about. And we, we yelled That's at him. Yeah, you know what? I look at it like a therapist kind of, right? Like when a therapist can't take on more clients, they just can't take on more clients. Yeah, look, you're only one person. And, and my business wasn't built for social media. My business was built, I've been doing mortgages for 20 years. It was built for real estate agents in my, my book of business. So you don't need 10 people on your staff to kind of handle that business. That's real. Now when you get into social media, I remember one of the first times I spoke to Envy, he said, once I tag you, I hope you're ready because your life is going to change forever. I didn't know what the hell he was talking about at that time. And when I said tag, 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 you know what I'm talking about? I didn't say nothing. I didn't say nothing. I didn't say nothing. Tag in the post. You're right. I'm not judging nobody. I see the post. I'm not getting activated. I'm not getting my DMs and everything was just started going crazy. Oh, what the hell man. is going on? So you get overwhelmed. What was the second fight? Uh, the second fight. <laughs> um, what was the second so fight? I wasn't far off. Anthony was right. This was no context. No, I'm no, that's I really was kidding. He was pressuring me to step into my greatness, right? Like, don't back away from what you prayed for, like he just said. And then when I sat back and thought about it, literally two days later, I said, you know what, bro, you were right. That's right. I said, I got to expand. And I think as business owners, sometimes we kind of want to still be mom and pop and want to hold on to everything and not delegate because we're afraid of investing into ourselves. So for me, that's what I had to learn. And that was a lesson that was taught. And now, you know, it's took it, taken off and, you know, we're here now. And that brings us right to InvestFest. Yes. 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 Let's talk. talk. About that. The biggest. The biggest And congrats. Ever. I see y'all got Tyler Perry on board. You know, yes. you know how that go. You know how that go. So, uh, shout out to Steve Harvey for making that shout happen. Shout out to Steve Harvey. Man, Steve loves y'all. I was having lunch with Steve one day, man. And it was like right after y'all did the first interview with him. And like literally all he was talking about was earn, was earn your leash. Yeah, like literally. He's, a, yeah. he's, he's one of these people that... Everything that you think somebody would be, he is that person and more. Like, you know what I'm like funny, down to earth, street dude. Like, I got to you too. So, most people don't know this, but it was a Black Effect connection. So, shout out to Black Effect. Because the first person that y'all put us in contact with was Nicole Spence. Nicole. Yeah. Shout and out to Nicole, Nicole hit me last summer. Like, hey, there's an interview out there that I might be able to get for y'all if you're interested. 
And I'm like, who is it? She said, Steve Harvey. I'm like, what do you mean if I'm interested? Of course we're going to do <laughs> we'll that. take it. And so that led to us meeting Tabidi Stevens. Shout out to Tabidi, who, who's the plug. And so that led to the relationship. But had we not had Nicole from Black Effect, you know, we probably only even meet me. Oh, Nicole go Harvey, y'all could do the Jamaican connection. Oh, we too. know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we know that for sure. So for people that know what InvestFest is, break down what InvestFest is, when it is, and, and what can people get out of it. Yeah, so InvestFest, you know, you always hear about these music festivals all the time. Coachella, uh, Made in America, Roots Picnic, and you know, just thinking last year, we was like brainstorming, and I'm like, let's not do a conference, let's not do a seminar, let's do a festival. So I'm like, all right, now let's reverse engineer it. So let's take the best things that festivals have, food trucks, food experiences, we added that. Musical performances, we added that. A VIP, like exclusive situation, we added that. Live podcasts, but all blended together with education, business, and finance. So last year was the first year in Atlanta we had 4,000 people, and this year we scaled up and we're looking at like 11,000 people That's in Atlanta over a yeah. three-day weekend. So it's for us, it's all about just stepping out of the realm of what's normal. And everything that we do has really never been done, so we get to make history every single time we do anything. So it's like, you know, of course we got Charlemagne the God's gonna be there, yeah. DJ Envy, his yeah. partner Caesar, mm -hmm. our guy 19 Keys, Ian Dunlap, Wall Street Trapper, Matt, uh, but we also have people like Dan Cathy, who not a lot of people know, yeah. but he's the former CEO of Chick-fil-A. He's yeah. worth $7 billion. Like, that's yeah. not normal to have somebody like he gonna that. He's going to be there on Sunday? He's not going to be there on Sunday. Sunday. No, Sunday. Sunday. Sunday's a billionaire day. Eric, Eric Thomas, one of the top motivational speakers ever. Mm -hmm. um, we got Ter my brother Terrence J, Kenny Burns. Shout out to Terrence J. Um, Tyler Perry. Had to drop that bomb. Like, when's the last time you ever heard him speak publicly or speak about business? And this is the guy that got a landing strip, literally, at his right. house. Mm -hmm. 330 right. acres. He built his own Hollywood in Atlanta. Then, like, the vendor marketplace. We have 285 vendors. It's kind of like how Essence Fest. So when you go there, you're going to have a DJ. You're going to have vendors, small businesses. So, you know, we talk about group economics. Like, we really live it. Like, mm -hmm. it's not just a thing. So we put up our own money. We funded it ourselves. We, you know, got the venue. We booked everything ourselves. Like, this is us. Like, Dude, you know, yeah. so it's like, everything Jim, else. shout out to Jim Jones. He came last year and he was like, yo, this is like real black excellence. And like, shout out to Envy. He he do his events by himself. But a lot of these events, and it's no disrespect, but it's major corporations, live nations putting it together. And they just put the artist's name on it. Like, mm -hmm. but it's not, the, the artists don't really have no idea what's going on with the business back end. But for us, everything that we do, we're independent. Shout out to Dame Dash. He will be there. That's a fact. Shout out to my brother Dame. <laughs> yeah. So uh, everything we do is independent. So it's like, we can't just talk about something. We actually got to be about it. Yeah. I, I hear y'all mention Ross. Yeah, Rick Ross. T.I. T.I. Rick Ross. Shout out to my brother Tip. Thank you for, for mentioning that. Shout out to my brother Ross. All right, we got more with the brothers from Earn Your Leisure and Matt, the mortgage guy, when we come back. It's Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Matt, the mortgage guy, and the brother from Earn Your Leisure, Troy Rashad. Charlamagne? I want to ask y'all a question because, you know, uh, you know, Gilly the Kid was, was had some things to say about Ross the other day. <laughs> and he said something. He was like, he was like, why would you buy a cow? Now, I'm from the country, so I understand investing in livestock. Could you Could y'all just explain why... That is a good investment. First, shout out to uh, Million Dollar for Game, Gilly and Wild. My guys, love him. And shout out to Ross. We, we're friends, both with, with neutral in that situation. <laughs> but I think he was a little misguided in the statement. It was actually a bull. But it's a misguided statement because, you know, Rick Ross, he has a hundred some acres. And agriculture is real big. That's and right. it's something mm -hmm. that we don't we don't really fully understand or appreciate in our community. So it's like when Jay Prince has like, you know, a ranch 
and he has like hundreds of cows. Yeah, mm-hmm. hundreds of cows, and making seven hundred thousand dollars a year off a of, off a of hay. Like you know what I'm saying? That's like these are crazy. things that, especially you know, coming up in urban environments, the city like Philly and New York, we never think of that. But that is something that we need to get more into. So I actually applaud Rick Ross for doing that and for showing it. So I think that that was a learning opportunity, and hopefully more people can actually you know take farming and agriculture serious because we need more black farmers. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Ross, yeah. man. Shout I, out to I Ross. Think, I think it was taken out of context. I mean, because when people see Ross, it's like. One week you see him doing the Jamaican stomp, and now he's doing the cows, and it's like, nah, he's actually a great businessman, and he has great people around him and advising him. As far as investment, he's telling you about it. Yeah, that's a tax write-off, number one. But even from an investment standpoint in the market, like, we know that a recession is here. We know that food prices are rising. Well, we're going to eat, right? Like, that's one thing we're going to do during a recession. We're still going to eat. So why wouldn't we invest in agriculture? Matt, to tell you this. If you have agriculture on your property, your taxes probably go from $250,000 a year to $5,000 a year. Absolutely. It's a tax that you have. So yeah. I'm yeah. sure with Ross's mind frame, that's probably why this he's absolutely. doing that. exactly why he's doing it. But, but look at the promise line. Look, look how big tax. it is. Mm-hmm. Like, why wouldn't you have it there? Yeah. You know, you have the space for it, and then you get the tax benefit of being a business owner because that's what the tax code is made for. It's there to, to help business owners and real estate investors. So yeah. let me ask you a question. There was a, I seen a, a clip that you posted. Uh, here we go. Uh, which one? <laughs> which one? <laughs> which one? <laughs> which one? <laughs> the one that somebody set you up on. Uh, I did not. Who, who do you speak yeah, of? Yeah. Lip service is a dangerous Angel, show, bro. Angela, yeah, what this. happened on lip service? Okay, first of all, let's be clear. <laughs> I just wanted to say, okay. Angela's a friend of the show. Yes. Yeah. So we were at BET Weekend. Yes. BET Awards Weekend for the first time they had podcasts in the radio room. There was four of us. They were sitting right next to me, <laughs> next to lip service. And I just want to say, Rashad and Troy have always said they want to do lip service. When are y'all going to invite me on, invite yeah. us on? We want to do it. And I was like, you know, y'all sure you want to do it? Can you handle it? They said they could handle it. Troy kept this cool. Exactly. So chose violence. Now, Rashad told the truth. His truth. But his truth was not accepted the way he anticipated. What was it? I didn't, see, I didn't see this. So he posted a clip and took it down. <laughs> he got you taking it down. What happened? What was the clip? clip. It was about, um, you know, I tried to tie in relationships and finances. And okay. I was asking him, you know, if you go on a first date, how much did you spend on a first date? And how much did you say? Uh, let me get a full context on it. <laughs> it's a big platform. So what I was saying is this, right? First, they asked I me. I wasn't going to bring this up. She, I don't... she asked me. <laughs> It'd be always stirring the pot. They asked, they, asked, they asked me what I'm doing personally in my life at this point in time, right? So, <laughs> so I never said this is what all men should do. So I said, you know, I think $300 is a reasonable amount of money to spend on a first date. Now, keep into consideration, we in New York City, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to cost $50 just to park your car. Yeah. You go to a restaurant like STK or Brooklyn Chop House or whatever, you get a couple drinks, you know, order a meal, appetizer, you're almost at 200 Absolutely. You, then, you get, then you give a tip and then you actually, if the date's going good, you might go to the hookah lounge a little later, you know what I'm saying? Okay. So, I don't think that, I was like three to 500, like, that might sound like a lot, I understand that. It's, it's sensitive times, it's a, it's a recession, 
but <laughs> it's also a reality, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's just the harsh reality of life. Like well, it's, it's, it's your reality. It's my reality. Yes. Most important. <laughs> but, yeah. but, but then I think it just kept going from there. It was yeah, like, you know, it's one of these things. Then, that he just was like, what, then he was like, well, what about if she wants some shots? And he was like, sure. Shots in 1942, I said. <laughs> <laughs> $40 shots. Then he said, what about if her friends Now, let me explain that. So let me explain that. So that was the one that, that triggered a lot of people. So <laughs> she said, she said, what if her friends come? Do you pay for the friends? And I'm like, yeah. So, A, I've never been on a date ever in life where somebody's bought their friends <laughs> for a date. So I don't think that's one. What I was referring refer to You said it's like, vibes. Well, what I was referring to... <laughs> what I was referring to is that if don't you out, vibes. if you out, right, and, you know, you might go to dinner or whatever, and then it's like, all right, let's go to a club. I'm having a good time. Let's go to a lounge. All right, you go to a lounge. Her friends is at the lounge. And it's like, yo, all right, let's, what are we drinking? Da, 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 I'm, buy, I, I'm not going to be the guy that's like... I need $20 from you. I need $15 from you. Just word, add it up. Yeah. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? If we, and Rashad if, always does pay. Like, yeah, sure, yeah, Rashad. Like, if you go out with them. Do you want to say any tricks? What you say? No, 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 no. I'm trying to say that it's very nice. They don't have to, but, you know, they. Rest, respect, rest in yeah. peace to Kevin Samuels. I and posted, then he posted a Kevin Samuels clip. <laughs> yeah. He took yeah. his yeah. post yeah. down yeah. and posted Kevin Samuels Because there was nothing that he could say, because he's the godfather for that whole movement. So when he was like, it's up to us men to do better research before we take women on date. Mm-hmm. So if you if you think a girl is a date scammer, I didn't know there was a whole culture of- A dinner of, scammer. A dinner, dinner scammer, scammer. Yeah. <laughs> Then that's your fault for getting scammed for dinner. Like, you know what I'm saying? You you should already have done your research before you taking a girl out to eat. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out why people was mad because they can't afford the three yeah, to five like, dollars. Basically. Yeah. We're still okay. trying to figure that I'm still trying okay. to be financing, giving people they financial said, they advice. Said they, they, they said it was bad financial advice. But I'm glad you said that because that's a common misconception where it's like, A, I was a financial advisor before this. So sometimes people think like just because you get on the internet like you was homeless. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> now nah, seriously, like I already had money before this. So I've been had three hundred dollar dates before earning your leisure. Okay. No, I'm just I'm just being honest. So it's like sometimes they look at it like they have a perception of you, like, yo, you gotta be financially frugal. That's why it's assets. So it was no like movies with the Applebee's but, discount? No, nah, it was never that. Nah, but no, I, no two for twenty. That's why it's assets. But that's why it's assets over liabilities. Because <laughs> it I was never I'm not an extreme person. I always was in the fashion my whole entire life. Like I always would like like nice things my whole entire life. Is that Sergio life. Tacchini you have on? It? Yes, it is. Okay. It you, is. Know, you know the vibe. Um, so, so I think I spoke to 19 Keys about that because he did the BET and people was in his comments like, damn, you sold because you know people look at him like black power they're like you sold out you speaking to the enemy I'm like he's speaking to artists like y'all, y'all, y'all put people in a box mm-hmm. and think right. like this is who they are and then complain when black people don't have proper representation like, no, like, no, like, well we don't have proper representation on TV but then when it's 19 keys there well, why are you doing that you selling out exactly. like, what do you want do you exactly want? so it's like I think it's important for us to just be ourselves who we act your wage exactly like, like, yeah. act your wage yeah. that's, all, yeah. I thought, that's what I get from all of this just act your wage yeah. you, don't, you don't gotta be extremist I'm just mad you took the clip down it was fine <laughs> well, <you> know, <laughs> it was good promotion for lip service so. <laughs> I told you I told you yeah, when we go on there, it's gonna be crazy. Now they got invited to the leather couch. The, well, I can't. Yeah, I can't wait to you guys come on the, the leather messed up leather couch. Uh, yeah, leather yeah. couches. <laughs> yes. Can't wait. Looking forward to it, man. <laughs> All right. Well, don't move. We got-
got more with Earn Your Leisure when we come back. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Just me only. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Matt, the mortgage guy, and the brother from Earn Your Leisure, Troy Rashad. This is going on in this world as far as investment. I see interest rates going high. I see crypto Matt. down. Talk about real estate. Stocks. Yeah. What, yeah. What's going on? What, so where, I, where should people put their money? Should they park? Should they wait? What, 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 what do y'all suggest? Look, I think one of the best investments of all time will always be real estate. Right? You. Equity is monopoly money. This is something I've been saying for years. And so if you're out here banking on the appreciation of a property, then you can be setting yourself up for failure because if the market changes and you're depending on that, you're SOL, you're out of luck, basically. So if you're looking to buy a primary residence right now, I think you have to kind of be mindful of what you can really afford because a bank will always can approve you. It doesn't mean you can afford that mortgage. And this mm -hmm. is something I've been saying even when rates were in the mid 2%. Eligibility and affordability is two different things. So if you're looking to buy a house in today's market, look, you got to have reserves. I think this is going to be the greatest opportunity even past the pandemic era for real estate investors because right now there's a lot of fear in the news. Everything mm -hmm. you see right now and when it comes to real estate is fear. But what did Warren Buffett say? He said, when people are being fearful, be greedy. Mm -hmm. My real estate attorney definitely told me, he was like, Angela, just wait a minute before you buy anything else right yeah. now. Yeah, I mean, but you're established, right? Else. You're in a position where you can afford to be patient. Yeah. You don't really have to go out here and just say, I'm going to buy real estate just to buy real estate, right? You, you're you in a position you can do that because you already own. But I think for the first-time investor or the person who may have one or two properties and you continue to look to grow, this is your time right now. Because if you look at all the stats that's coming out, home buyers are taking the back seat right now. Mm -hmm. They can't afford these 6% interest rates, which soon will be 7%. I mean, you can get the 7% rate right now if you got a low 600 credit score, mm -hmm. right? If you have high credit scores right now, you're mid to high fives right now on a 30-year mortgage. So a lot of people are going to take a step back from that. What does that do? That leaves opportunity for the investors. I think in two, in, you said investment, so that was a real estate standpoint. But from the stock market, it's the same thing. You use Warren Buffett as as the quote, but it's true for the stock market. When people are fearful, that's mm -hmm. when you should be greedy. Crypto? Well, we're going to get there. So we're going to get there. Yeah. So, it, I mean, if you look at it now, obviously, mm -hmm. we're in a recession. And so you're looking at companies, where should I buy? Well, when you had Apple at $180, you're like, it's too high. Well, now it's at 132 Why wouldn't you buy now? So if you look at the same companies we spoke about the last time, Apple, Amazon, Google, which is about to have a split. These companies are now at a, a price point that it's like, all right, it's affordable. We can do it. But you brought up another good point, agriculture. If we want to look at plays that are like, hey, I don't want to invest in something that's too volatile. Look at the agriculture side. Look at companies like Campbell's Soup, right, that has like a 7% incline over the, the past six months. It's like, wait. They've appreciated during the time. Well, yeah, people are going to eat. There's all different types of ways you can invest, obviously real estate, but the stock market, when it, where it's at right now, obviously we know recessions last, what, 18 months on average? Mm -hmm. So if we're in the middle of it now, by the time we get to 2023, 2024, 2025, these investments that we make now will set us up for the future. But do you, do you think we're officially in a recession? Yeah, yeah, I think we're definitely officially yeah, in a recession. Because people um, still spend it. They say it's not officially a recession until people stop spending. Well, it's officially recession with two negative GDP quarters. So I think that they haven't officially announced it yet, but they will, I think. But with the inflation, that that's actually causing a lot of problems as well. Mm -hmm. And the supply chain issues, a lot of things you can't Hell get. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's like, you know, talk about investing, and we always talk about investing, but I feel like we got to start talking more about businesses. One of the biggest things that stop people from investing is they feel like they don't have enough money to invest. And no matter how much you invest, it's nothing like starting a cash flowing business. And during a recession, during economic downturns, is actually a good time to start a business because it's like if you can survive during the worst of times, that automatically makes you an authority in the space. 
And it's like, that's what we did, mm-hmm. really. Like, I wouldn't say anything that I didn't actually do myself. It started as a podcast, but turned into a media company. And we doubled down on it, you know, during COVID and expanded our reach. And now we have different verticals. So now it's like we do InvestFest or we have a truck or we do EYL University. It's, it's, it's about growing laterally and having people in place and hiring employees. And that's the only way to really improve our economic situation. Investing is very important, but if you don't have money to invest, how are you gonna invest? And talk about crypto, is it still viable to invest in long-term? Yeah, I think crypto, if, you know, if you believe in anything, you gotta have a long-term perspective in it, right? Just look at the landscape. You got major institutions buying tons of Bitcoin. You got Bitcoin ATM machines popping up. Now, there's still a long way to go. Mm-hmm. But I think blockchain technology and cryptocurrency is something that's here to stay. And, um, you know, once again, it's studying history. Crypto has always had crashes. Like mm-hmm. if you study the crypto market, this is pretty normal. Like it always has crashes. It's an extremely volatile asset, which is why you shouldn't invest anything that you can't afford to lose. And you shouldn't invest anything that you necessarily need. Investing is not gambling. That's the thing, because gambling is a game of chance and investing is a game of knowledge. But Investing can be synonymous with gambling when you start using gambling principles. Mm. Right. When you when you when you invest, I gotta pay my rent, so I gotta hurry up. Yeah, when, you, when you when I gotta get that back. I gotta get that back. When you invest not using knowledge, yeah. then it, it is gambling. The problem so, is 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 so many people, like you said, they listen to people that don't do their homework, mm-hmm. right? and that's the problem. That's one of the things that you said. The internet is good, but Absolutely. that's what makes the internet bad as well. Because everybody now is a, a is somebody that is a specialist. Everybody right now is somebody that's an educator, mm-hmm. and they're educating the wrong people. I mean, you know, it's like this always going to be th- that, right? Because it's like there's people that's gullible. So I always tell people all the time. I thought Market Monday, you say do your research. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I feel like cryptocurrency is something that is definitely here. But just be careful. I mean, you have the major cryptos like you know Ethereum and Bitcoin. Then you got you know a few that's coming up like Solana. But um, you know, once again, people instead of trying to invest in those, they'll go for like. The one yeah. that nobody heard of. It's that's eight cents. Because they're like, all right, if this goes to a dollar, I made it. I made everything. Yeah. But nine times out of ten, it's gonna go to zero. It's not gonna mm-hmm. be worthless anymore. And I'm only speaking from personal experience. 2017 was when I first started investing in crypto. And a lot of those cryptos that I invested in, they're not worth anything anymore. The other part is that he we're actually telling you, like, listen, we lost money. We're telling you this so you don't make the same mistake. But when people are in survival mode, they'll take risky chances. Mm-hmm. Right. And the key word is we're saying invest. Right, so you know when we talk about invest, it's more than three days. I'm talking long term. So we saw crypto go. Up, we saw Bitcoin go up to sixty thousand. We seen it pull back to twenty thousand. They just had a survey. They said it probably go to ten before it goes right. up to thirty. Yeah. And so we know that all right, we're here for the long term. We're not trading on a daily basis because it's such a volatile asset, and people are not even skilled traders. They just going off of speculation. So hey, it went to thirty. Oh wait, I got to get it before it gets thirty five. When you do that, you're gonna lose money. Are you guys buying Bitcoin now? Personally, if it, no. if it, it got to get a little lower, but yeah, if it I'm gets to that 10,000, yeah, definitely, I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm definitely. all in. Well, invest fast, give them the date where they can get tickets. And, That's fast. And we appreciate biggest. you guys for joining us. We learned so much, man. We learned always, man. Easy though, yo, because I know so many women who come at me about Rajad. So I'm like, I hope you ain't going on dates with all these women because that's going to cost a lot. You got to be selective. That's <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually managing that. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's actually my yeah. manager. Okay. okay. As far as, yeah, his dating. Yeah. So I, I kind of filter people. You DMs about the man shambles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shout out to Kendra G. Why are you doing that?
You did a single show. Yo, I her reach is crazy. Yo, crazy. That single show was hilarious. Shout out to Kendrick. You heard you said five thousand that week. At least. So before we before we get out of here, new show concept. Before we get out of here, earn your love. Earn your love. That's the new show. That's hilarious. Earn your love. You know, love. Would you be interested in what? What is? What? What are you looking for? What does Steve Harvey tell? Wait, let, can Angela ask that question? No, you know what? I'm not gonna lie. Before you came in, every day asked me, "Is Bashad dating anyone?" Wow, wow. The ladies, man. You know, for me, it's just a vibe. You know, it's about curating a vibe. You know, good energy, a whole lot of good energy. <laughs> Key factors. I won't bring up the other clip. But that was dangerous. That was dangerous. That was real dangerous. That was real dangerous. That was real dangerous. DJ Envy will be there. Yep. Charmaine God will be Caesar there. will be there. Will Angela Yee be there? That's the, That's question. the question. Y'all didn't even ask me. We're well, asking you now. Yeah. All right. We'll talk. We'll talk. We appreciate you guys, man. It's always love. Thank you for having us. And go to investfest.com. Get your tickets. It's going to be, you know, um, it's going to be a whole vibe. vibe. will be unmatched. And um, we love you. Atlanta, we'll see you soon. That's a All fact. All right. It's the Breakfast Club. Earn your leisure. He has a name. <laughs> She's spilling the tea. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. <laughs> Orion. Okay. I think most people know. I know, but you could have said Omarion's younger brother, Orion. You could have gave him a name. Well, you gave it to him. Okay. Well, anyway, he was trending you yesterday. Nope. You know why he was trending? <laughs> well, you want to know why he's trending? I don't know why he was trending. Why Tell him. Trending? Well, he has an OnlyFans. His subscription is $12 a month. And you can see him, uh, there was video of him doing jumping jacks with his penis flopping around. He was naked doing jumping jacks. What's wrong with that? Isn't that what OnlyFans is all about? Well, that's why he was, mm-hmm. no, that's not all it's about. You don't have to be naked on there. I didn't, but I he was, was he was about, trending. He was trending because of that yesterday. So a lot of people were uh, impressed. And, you know, he has a child with Janae Aiko, so... Then she ended up trending as well because of that. Women do it all the time. Women be on OnlyFans naked making money. So if he's on OnlyFans naked making money, that's why not? So um, that's why he was trending. That was the explanation. Okay. In case people were wondering mm-hmm. why he was trending or didn't see it. Um, and so he just joined OnlyFans. So that is going to definitely help him get some more subscriptions if that's what he so chooses. Did you subscribe, Envy? <laughs> I'm a married man, sir. What they got to do with anything? Did you subscribe? I don't know. I don't even know how to get to OnlyFans. All right, now Styles P was in Yonkers and he helped a woman who was unarmed as two police officers police officers were wrestling her to the ground. Uh, here he is talking to the officers. No, keep I'm recording. I'm recording. Yo, keep recording. I hope your camera's on because you didn't Yo, sister, time loosen up. Loosen up. Loosen up. I'm going to back up. Don't touch me. I hope you got this on camera. Yeah, you scared. I hope you got this on camera. You you I hope not, yeah, you need a backup. You, you, you need a backup. You, you need a backup. You need a backup. You need a backup. You need a backup. That's a female. You had your hand on the gun. I know exactly what you are. You know exactly who you are. You probably just graduated from high school. You're scared. You're not from around. 
nervous. That's crazy. I just told him when he got out the water with the other diapers. They antagonize that girl, my guy. Styles P called that police officer a bitch at least 72 times <laughs> in a one minute and 56 second did, video. But, but the most important thing was he, he he ran to that young lady's help and he told her to loosen up and to, to calm down and he was there to make sure that, you know, nothing went any further left, which which we should do anytime anything like that happens. Yeah, dropping the clues bombs for Styles P. You know, Man, I love and, Styles P. And salute to the brother because so many people talk about what they would do in a situation like that and you honestly never know what you would do in a situation like that. But mm-hmm. uh, he, he clearly showed us what he would do in a situation like that and you, mm-hmm. and, and you, got, you got to respect it. I just don't understand why police officers have to police in that way. Like, why does it take two grown-ass men to slam a young woman to the ground? Like, I don't... Why? What was she doing? Yeah, that I was gonna say, that, what, that yeah, what was she that? doing? Yeah, what, what, what was she doing? That's that, what I don't be understanding. That happened. Yeah, I have no idea uh, what happened in this situation. And but... then, you're, and you're asking too much of people as humans, because I mean, Styles. That's Styles. Don't even. I don't think he knows her. But imagine mm-hmm. if that was. That's clearly somebody's daughter. So imagine if that was a father. Imagine if that was a brother. Mm-hmm. You know, a husband or whatever it is. Like you could really. You could lose, is, lose it in a situation like that. Correct. And for Styles' personality, this is exactly the type of person he is to step in in a situation like that and make sure that things are, uh, you know, things don't go left. And he always speaks his mind, so we appreciate him for that. Yeah. All right, now let's talk about LeBron James. There was a trailer for the latest episode of The Shop, and he was talking about Brittany Griner and saying that he wouldn't be back in the... He wouldn't come back to the U.S. if he was, he was her. He might not want to. Brittany Griner, she is in Russia. She's been there over 110 days. Now, how can she feel like America has her back? I would be feeling like, do I even want to go back to America? Right, so that episode is going to air on Friday. Now, he also tweeted out afterward, and there were a lot of people commenting. He said, my comments on the shop regarding Brittany Griner wasn't knocking our beautiful country. I was simply saying how she's probably feeling emotionally, along with so many other emotions, thoughts, etc., inside that cage she's been in for over 100 days. Long story short, bring her home. Yeah, I got, I got to hear more context uh, to the statement. I'm sure a lot of people will say, well, she was in Russia and she broke the law. So the U.S. really doesn't have to intervene. Well, they are trying, right? They are yeah, trying they to are, get out. But it's they don't, like but they don't, but they don't dead, right? have to is what I'm saying. I mean, part of it is, though, politically right now, they want to get certain people released and they mm-hmm. want to do a trade. So it is a political situation. I don't know if it would be like this if it wasn't for the fact oh, that it's the United uh, States in the situation that And if she wasn't a celebrity, nobody and would if, care. Uh, exactly. There's so, so, many, there's so many Americans over there in the same situation, that but they're not, up, yeah. they're not Brittany Griner. You know what I mean? So I get it. I, I, I got to see more context to what LeBron said. Mm-hmm. All right, now let's talk some more about Emmy nominations. As we told you earlier, they were yesterday, and they're going to be um, airing on September 12th. So amongst the first-time Emmy nominees, Kanye West and Dr. Dre, um, also 50 Cent, Kendrick Lamar, Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blige, and Eminem for their performance during the Super Bowl halftime show. Mm-hmm. They're going to compete in the Outstanding Sound Mixing for a Variety Series or Special Category. Also, Cootie and Chike for their genius documentary surrounding the life of Kanye West is nominated oh, in the Outstanding Documentary or Nonfiction Series category as mm-hmm. well. So congratulations uh, to them. I've seen Lizzo's nominated. I'm, Lizzo's yeah, nominated. I'm about to get to that. Donald Glover's Atlanta series returned, and he's once again nominated for Outstanding Lead Actor in a Comedy Series. So congratulations to him. They have 10 Emmy nominations all together for Atlanta, by the way. So that's really dope. And then Lizzo reacted to getting nominated for Big Girls. She got six Emmy nominations. She said, watch out for Shout the Big Girls. Lizzo. It's Emmy nominated. My girls, we didn't do this for awards. We did this for ourselves. 
for the lives we touched making this to shake up the industry and show the world how beautiful and talented we are. Big girls are booked, blessed, and busy. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of nominations. Insecure got nominated. Mm-hmm. Black Lady Sketch Show got like five nominations. Zendaya is like the youngest yep. uh, producer yep. ever to get nominated. Yep, yep, yep. Squid Game made history. First ever non-English drama series Emmy nomination. So congratulations to everybody who's been nominated. We'll keep on updating you on those throughout the morning. And um, that is your rumor report. All right. Charlamagne, who are you giving that down to? You know, uh, from a doctor to another doctor. I need uh, Dr. Jill Biden to come to the front of the congregation. Her and her writing team, her speech writing team, need to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with them. Who's, who's the other doctor? Did you say- Dr. Leonard McKelvey, oh. honorary doctor oh. at South Carolina State University. Don't you ever disrespect me in your life. Oh. I'll come over there and wipe the Beijing out your bed. All right. Okay, Dr. Leonard. All right, Donkey Today's up next, and also uh, Ask Yee's coming up. So if you need relationship advice or any type of advice, 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Our Audible pick of the day is The Big Lie, an Audible original starring John Hamm. It's about three filmmakers producing a controversial movie in Hollywood during the 1950s. Start listening with a free 30-day Audible trial at audible.com slash breakfast club. Hey, donkey of the day for Wednesday, July 13th. It is the 13th of July, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, Goes to Dr. Jill Biden and Dr. Jill Biden's speech writing team as a staff, record label, and mother effing crew. Okay. The first lady was addressing a progressive Latino nonprofit group in San Antonio. And yesterday she got smoked on social media and the media in general for comparing Latino people uh, to breakfast tacos. Uh, in what Hispanic journalists call it a stereotype. I know you collectively just looked at your radio and said, she what? I said she compared Latino people to tacos, okay? Breakfast tacos in particular, and what Hispanic journalists call it a stereotype. Would you like to hear it before we discuss, before we unpack? Well, here you go. But we can't get those things on our own. Raul helped build this organization with the understanding that the diversity of this community, as distinct as the Bogodas of the Bronx, as beautiful as the blossoms of Miami, and as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. <laughs> she, oh, she meant to say bodegas of the Bronx, not Bogodas. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something, y'all. Y'all know I can't pronounce much. Okay, I struggle with a lot of pronunciations. All right, I can write. I can convey my thoughts, feelings, and emotions through writing. I am a New York Times bestseller, national bestseller, a couple times over. Thank you all out there for buying my books, uh, Black Privilege and Shook One, respectively. But when it comes to pronunciation, uh, some words just kick my ass. The same way the word bodega <laughs> just kicked Dr. Jill Biden's ass, okay? We're going to get to the unique tacos thing in a second, but let's just stay here for a minute, all right? Bodega. What is a bodega? The dictionary defines it as a small grocery store, especially in a Spanish-speaking neighborhood. Envy you from Queens, what is a bodega to you? You're a Dominican. 
Uh, I'm not Dominican. I'm black. Okay. But bodega is not just in Spanish neighborhoods. It's in usually the hoods. It's a place okay. that sells everything. You could get eggs. You could get uh, cigarettes. You could get uh, beef patties. You could okay. get candy. Okay. And bread. Okay. Well, look, I am not judging. Fireworks in some of them. Okay. Listen, I'm not judging anyone because I am the prime minister of mispronunciation. Hell, I don't even know if I just mispronounced mispronunciation. I don't even know if mispronunciation is a word, but I know one thing. I can pronounce bodega. And not only can I pronounce bodega, if you are the first lady, you have a whole speech writing team. You practice these things. You're not going to tell me you executed this word right in practice and got it wrong at game time. Can we hear her just pronounce bodega one more time? We got it? Oh, we don't have it? Huh? He's, he's getting it. He's getting it. it. We got, got it. it, maybe? Huh? A little bit? Do we? Maybe you don't do we? No, just tell me if we go. Tell me I can keep going. Just tell me if do we? Do we? Should yeah, I, huh? Should I, I think I think we do. I think do we, we got. We got. It. Here we got. Stop. Go. Red light. Green light. Huh? One, two, three. Huh? We got. It. Huh? As the Bogodas of the Bronx, as beautiful as the blossoms. <laughs> That's of cool. Life. Let me hear it one more time. One more time. One more time. One more time. Bogodas. She said Bogodas. Somebody on that speech writing team failed you. Let me hear it. As distinct as the Bogodas of the okay. Bronx. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Yes. Multiple people failed you, Dr. Joe Biden, because I know you had to do a dry run of this speech and someone on your team should have corrected you. If it was me, I would have just let you listen to an episode of the Bodega Boys podcast. Drop on the clues bombs for my guys, Jesus and Merrill. All you got to do is press play on a Bodega Boys podcast. It's the first thing you're going to hear. Listen. Bodega Boys. Bodega Okay, no excuse for that, especially being that bodegas are an institution in uh, neighborhoods all throughout New York. But let's get to the really good stuff, all right? Dr. Jill Biden said that the Latino community is as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. Now, y'all know I like to put colorful words together, okay? I love to find comparisons for different things because it makes folks understand better. But I don't understand any of this. All right, Latinos are as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. What the hell does that even mean? Can I hear that again, please? And as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. <laughs> First Lady Biden, Goodness from gracious. one doctor to another. Okay, I know we busy. All right, we got a lot going on, so we entrust people with different things. The one thing that you always have to be responsible for is the words that come out of your mouth, even if somebody else wrote them. I'm not saying nothing that I don't truly understand. Soon as I would have saw the Latino community is as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio, I would have asked, what does this mean? Okay, I need context to why I would be comparing the Latino community to breakfast tacos. Now, we all have cultural blind spots. I'll be the first to tell you if Latinos, you know, look at tacos the way black people look at fried chicken and watermelon. Hey, I totally understand. But if they do, I don't know anything about it. All right. So maybe Dr. Jill Biden and her riding team didn't realize this is considered a stereotype simply because they didn't know. And that's fine. But once again, if you don't know, then why are you saying it? Okay. How about this? Even if you didn't realize it was a stereotype, because I wouldn't have. Did y'all know that? Did y'all know that they considered that a stereotype? No. Okay. I didn't. Yeah, I would have just thought the line was whack. <laughs> right? You compare a whole Latino community to breakfast tacos, are the breakfast tacos in San Antonio considered that unique? Huh? Now, I did some research. And by research, I mean Google. And I came across a website called Uncle Jerry's Kitchen. And this is the ingredients in a San Antonio breakfast taco. And in its most basic form, keyword basic, the San Antonio breakfast taco is nothing more than a flour tortilla filled with refried tortilla. beans. Tortilla. I told I'm, I'm the prime minister of mispronunciation. <laughs> I, I know. I, no, I, I own it. 
okay? Mm-hmm. A fried, what is it? Tortilla. Tortilla. A fried tortoise, all right, filled with <laughs> refried beans and a serious portion of cheddar cheese, all right? They say salsa is always present, but served on the side unless you have to, unless you ask to have it mixed in, all right? You can add eggs, bacon, sausage, cilantro, onions, or whatever. Whatever makes you happy, all right? But these things are not required, and most folks around here never consider them. That's what it said on Uncle Jerry's Kitchen. Correct me if I'm wrong. But the Latino community that I know sounds way more unique than a homemade tortilla filled. Did I pronounce it wrong? Tortilla! Whatever. Uh Homemade tortoise filled with beans and cheese. And to tell me that I'm just as unique as this basic sounding breakfast taco? (laughs) Eddie, how long has this donkey been? How many minutes have I been talking? Huh? Six. Six minutes. Six minutes, and I still don't know what the hell this comparison means. And guess what? Neither did Dr. Jill Biden or her speechwriting team, because if they did, that garbage-ass bar would have never been written, okay? And I don't know what any of this means, but it makes me think of this line right here. I don't even know what that means. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. No one gets the people going. It definitely got the people going. (laughs) Please give Dr. Jill Biden and and her speechwriting team the biggest hee-haw. Jesus Christ. Mm. I think I'm going to go to uh, Bogota later. I do want uh, more of an explanation. I, I, I just want to mm. know why. <laughs> like, as distinct hear. as the Bogotas of the Bronx. <laughs> the mispronunciation is one thing, you know what I mean? But the, it's the why well, compared the whole Latino community to breakfast tacos? And as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. She thought she ripped. She laughed. She laughed like she ripped with that bar. My goodness. Garbage. All right. Exactly. And why? My goodness. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey of the day. Mm -hmm. Now, when we come back, ask ye. 800-585-1051. You need relationship advice or any type of advice. Call ye now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Come on, Need relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice. Call up now for Ask Ye. Keep it real. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Ye. Hello, who's this? Hello. Hello? What's your question for Ye? My boyfriend, he was in the halfway house um, recently, and um, they have rules in the halfway house to where they do breathalyzer. Mm-hmm. First, he failed his second breathalyzer and didn't tell me. The first breathalyzer he failed, he told me. This one he didn't tell me, and he was picked up by the marshals and taken to a detention center. Now, we're getting married in nine days. Damn. Are you sure? And, um, <laughs> <laughs> so he's still getting out, but um, the, him not telling me that he failed his breathalyzer kind of got me a little bit fearful mm-hmm. of, like, future plans with him. Um, I just, I don't know. I just feel like, I mean, we tell each other everything. I don't, he, he says that he didn't tell me because he just was afraid that I would be disappointed, but it made it 10 times worse by him not telling me that he felt this breathalyzer. Even though it's something minor, I look at it as something major because, you know, I, I don't know, marriage is something huge to me, you know what I'm saying? And we've been making all these plans, so I'm just, I'm trying to figure out if I'm like, well, it sounds like he made a series of poor decisions when it comes to this. It, does he have a history of this when it comes to you? 
No, not at all. Like, okay. this, is, this is something completely new in our relationship. I mean, part of it could be that he knows that you guys are about to get married, and maybe he thought that, you know, somehow it would get taken care of. Maybe he was just nervous to tell you because he knew you would be disappointed. You know, I'm sure he was embarrassed as well that he did something so stupid. But I will say this. If you're not sure about it and you have any type of reservations, you can always get married. But if you feel like nine days, you're still not certain, then I do believe in following your instinct. Yeah, definitely. But I do feel like before that, y'all need to have a real heart to heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we definitely had a heart to heart last night. I just, uh, and he understands my decision, but I just, I don't know. Okay, well, look, if he loves you and and you love him, then y'all will work through it. But you know, I don't think you should get married and then try to work out your problems. You should work it out first and feel comfortable and happy in your decision because it's not like you can't get married in three months. Right. Right. Exactly. So it's not that it's not like you're breaking up, but maybe it's a okay. Let's just pause for a second till we feel a hundred percent certain this is what we want to do. Or you know maybe he'll come to some realization. Look, I really messed up and change your mind, and you'll still go mm-hmm. for it with it. But remember, it's your decision, and there's no right or wrong one. Yeah. So yeah. don't listen to other people. Follow your own heart. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's what I'm trying to do. I appreciate it. Okay. You don't got to worry about what nobody else thinks. Just think about yourself and what's going to make you happy right now. But remember, there's no rush ever to do anything that you're not comfortable with. Absolutely. All right. Thank you, Yee. No problem. Peace, Queen. Good morning. Ask Yee, 800-585-1051. If you need a relationship advice or any type of advice, call Yee now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Yeah, hello. Yo, what's your question for Yee? Hey, I have a serious question. Oh my God, is this Sean Stone? It is. Yeah, Yee, but I have a serious question. Can you listen to me now, please? Good morning, Charlamagne. Good morning, King. How are you, brother? I'm doing good. So you guys know that I'm a garbage truck driver, right? I drive a garbage truck. Yes, very respectful. Respectable profession. Very respectable profession. And people need to treat garbage men better. Yeah, and uh, a lot of times people think the industry pays a lot, right? Mm -hmm. But I live paycheck to paycheck. So, Angela Yee, I know you have a business called Coffee Uplift, right? Coffee Uplifts People, it's called. Yeah, Coffee Uplifts People. Cup. Uh, I have a jingle. I I feel like I want to get into jingle writing. Okay. I would like to sing you a jingle towards your your business. And I just want you to hear me out. And if you like it, you know what I mean? We go work together. Uh, Let's get into it. Go ahead. All right. When I wake up in the morning, yeah, one, one second. Oh, my when God. Wake, one second. When I wake up in the morning, yeah, crazy. Reach for my coffee, coffee, a place, Wake me up there. Wake me up there. Wake me up. What the hell is this? Coffee up there. Let me add add one thing to it for you, uh, uh, Sean Stone. (laughs) The best part of waking up is travel in your butt. (laughs) (laughs) I like that one. 
I like that one. That's the one you should buy. Y'all you, 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 you gonna make Sean Stone so it. mad. That's it. That's it. It doesn't really make me mad. It's funny. I understand Charlamagne. They, they, you know, they love to play with pipes and stuff like that. But, you know, I'm just trying to hustle out here. You feel me as a black man? You feel me? Do a, do a breakfast club jingle real fast before no, you go. I like that one. I like that Why don't one. you actually go in the studio and record it, Sean, and email it to Angelique? Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. That, that's what I like, Sean. I mean, give me some constructive criticism instead <laughs> of always trying to put the gay narrative on. What? Gay? I didn't say nothing about gay. You did say the no, best part of waking up is Trav in your butt. butt. No, you I was talking that. about the way Trav got at you during the freestyle, bro. It had nothing to do with I, anything I, else. Then clarify that to the, the listeners. They might think I'm homosexual, but I'm not. I love women and I've always loved women. Now remember, it's coffee uplifts people. Okay. Coffee uplifts people. That's right. Not not coffee uplifts penis. But listen, you should go in the studio and do it. The best part of waking up is traveling your butt. Because <laughs> coffee does give some people gas. <laughs> All right. That's your problem. You're coffee, coffee makes people poop, right? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's good for your digestive system. It's good for your digestive system. system. That's right. Some people poop right after. See what I'm saying? That's why though I don't I can't use real milk. I gotta use oat milk. I can't use dairy. All right. Well, ASCII. Especially if you're not gonna do if you're gonna do that, you shouldn't. One oh five one. Now you got rumors on the way. <laughs> I like messing with Sean Stone. Salute to Sean Stone, but seriously, Sean Stone, once you record it and send he it to Angie, he gets so serious. And he be so mad. <laughs> yes, let's talk about Orlando Brown. He had some things to say. Speaking of <laughs> about Bow Wow, what do he say? <laughs> tell, no, tell him when we get back. <laughs> what did he say? He said, Bow Wow got that. All right, Emmy. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The Rumor Report. Gossip. With Angela, Angela Yee. It's the Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. All right, well, it's official. Twitter has sued Elon Musk in an effort to force him to follow through with the deal that he was supposed to do uh, to buy Twitter. So according to Elon Musk's lawyer, he said that Twitter is in material breach of multiple provisions of the deal, claiming that the company has withheld data that Elon Musk requested in order to evaluate the number of bots and spam accounts on the platform. Well, Twitter responded. Their legal team said in a letter that uh, Elon Musk's attempts to terminate was invalid and wrongful and said that he himself had violated the agreement and demands that he follows through with the deal. $44 billion. You can't change your mind. Like, if you go to buy a car or <laughs> buy a grip, then you're just like, you know what? It depends. It was a binding merger That's agreement. Right. So when you get when you get too far along That's right. and you have a binding agreement, it's a lot harder to just say, I changed my mind. That's right. I don't understand why. You could just change your mind. Like, you ever think about buying a car and be like, you know what? That car's too expensive. You've done enough business to know that what you said is absolutely right. When you get too far down the road, you've made some agreements. And then there's some things in emails that, uh, you know, can be used in court. Now, I will say they do have in this, for him to get out of it, a $1 billion breakup fee. So instead of paying $44 billion, he could pay a billion dollars. And get out of the deal. But then we still have these white people business. Yeah, you're right. But I was gonna ask, what about the bots? Like, he, he, you know, you didn't think there was that many bots. There's more bots than expected. So be like, ah, there's too many bots. I ain't messing with you. Out these rich white people business. You're right. It you just depends on what's in the agreement. If you know that violates whatever agreement, and his lawyers can prove we asked for this information, didn't receive it. Now you're in violation, so which is in breach of the contract. So they said yes. the deal is likely now going to be headed for a lengthy court battle. 
to determine whether or not Twitter can force him to close the deal and become the owner of Twitter or at least get him to pay that $1 billion breakup fee. Amen. Dick Gregory, the OG <laughs> Dick Gregory, God bless the dead, always told me to stay out of white folks' business. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Mind my business. That ain't got nothing to do with that. Yep. That's right, but way above my pay grade. Way above you my sit over here Now, Elon Musk posted a series of pictures of himself and it said, they said I couldn't buy Twitter. Then they wouldn't disclose bot info. Now they want to force me to buy Twitter in court. Now they have to disclose bot info in court. So, yes. Yeah, what are you gonna tell us? I mean, what they gonna tell us that there's billions and billions of bots on Twitter? We know this already. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's the deal breaker, but you know. All right, now T Pain was talking to DJ Academics on his Twitch channel. They were talking about hip hop in the social media era, and a lot of other things they discussed was T-Pain says, and these are his claims, that Akon would use his brother Boo as a body double. Somebody recently just admitted that they had bot, that they had a double or like an impersonator yeah, yeah. perform for them? I came up with body doubles. I came up with body doubles. I came up with Boo was doing shows for Akon. What? I'm, I'm no, stop you, I it. I knew what body doubles was happening. Wait, no, stop it. Happen. No, that never happened. That never happened. These was getting double the shows every motherfucking month because Boo would go that and lip sync shows for Akon. What? Boo would get on that stage and say he was Akon and lip sync the motherfucking lyrics as much as he could. And they would pay for that shit every time. They you couldn't do nothing. They always say if you can find a way to be in two places at the same time, you will get wealthy. Now, I heard that before. Well, okay, you know, Envy Snitch. I'm, I'm not mad at it. Okay. I mean, it makes sense, though, because Akon, Akon has always had a very big white fan base. And to, white people think all of us look alike <laughs> anyway, <laughs> right? I'm not mad at it. I get it. Have hey. you ever mistaken Boo for Akon? No, but that's because I know Boo. Because yeah, I know, I mean, I, I, know, I, mean, I know Boo. Boo, Boo, Boo my guy, though. Like, me and Boo used to work together. I mean, on you can TV tell they're brothers, but I don't know if they, they if I could say not like, to me they don't look nothing alike actually they look alike no they look like they definitely look they like look, brothers they look, they look related but Absolutely. I can I can tell the difference yeah they look like they Between, came they don't the, look like twins like if they were gremlins and the gremlin got wet they look like they came off the but, same gremlin but like they don't said, they don't look alike to some white people we all look alike that's all it like is. the fake Drake is walking around and people believe he's Drake that's all it yeah, is yeah he's about to fight Lamar Odom in a celebrity boxing match no no by the way nobody believes that's really Drake stop Some people do I don't, I don't <laughs> white people do I don't believe yeah, it yeah mm-hmm. white people believe thought Envy was Drake they did. Remember when we no, were um, in the Bahamas and they thought the black China was Nicki Minaj? All the white people were taking pictures with her? That is true. See? But that was early. That was that was a long, it was a long time ago, ago yeah. but, but come on. So, <laughs> you know? I so think people you know Drake. Know. Akon right. and Boo I can see early on, though. Now, in that same um, interview, T-Pain also talked about Chris Brown. Chris Brown is frustrated. He doesn't feel like he is getting support for his latest project, Breezy, and the deluxe release as well. And here's what T-Pain had to say. Chris Brown has... The uh, the princess complex. Basically, the princess complex is when you not only get what you want, but you get the accolades of a pretty person for doing absolutely nothing. Not and the second that the first real motherfucker comes to you and say, "Hey, you ain't that pretty," mm. it's over. I'm not saying that he has this. I'm just saying my nigga, if he put out. The, the tweets that I saw, maybe there's a little princess aspect to it, to where it's like, what the f*** are y'all doing? I'm supposed to be famous. Y'all supposed to be my fans, and I get that. But I, me, I've never been a numbers guy. I'm trying to follow this, but didn't he, didn't he start off by saying Chris has a princess complex? Yeah, but then, and then later he said he on doesn't he goes, have it. I'm not saying he... Has it, but I'm so confused. He might be I'm, sipping while he's uh, okay. twitching. Yeah, and I disagree. <laughs> I think I mean we all know Chris Brown is super duper 
talented. And I don't think there's Correct. anything wrong with being frustrated over, you know, your fan base. Because, I mean, it can be an illusion, Keep right? Keep in mind that an artist, and I'm sensitive about my music. Yeah. And I'm sure every artist is sensitive when they're like, I got all these followers. Exactly. I felt like y'all exactly. should have supported me more. And that was, that, that, was, that was my point. Like, exactly. Like, when you have millions and millions of followers, especially on social media, you're like, damn, only 70,000 people bought my album? Like, yes. I see a lot of artists with a lot of followers get upset when that happens. As they should. All right, well... I mean, what are you doing? That is your rumor report. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. When you give and away listen, that trip? man, uh, we are about to give somebody the opportunity to come to the Black Effect Podcast Festival. You know it's happening Sunday, August 28th here in New York City. You want to see some of your favorite podcasts live. You want to see the 85 South Show. You want to see Horrible Decisions. You want to see uh, Reasonably Shady, just to name a few. Then now is your opportunity. What is the keyword today, Eddie? Let me see. Let me hold the laptop, Eddie. You know they don't love it. They both can't read. What is the key? Any oh. glasses. Today's keyword is festival. Okay. Say that again. Festival. Okay. So if you text festival. Uh, the keyword festival to 37911, all right? <laughs> it said 37911 or 37911. <laughs> Come on, guys. Jesus. Text the keyword festival to 379-111 and you get the opportunity to come to New York City to come to the Black Effect Podcast Festival on Sunday, August 28th. And if you don't want to wait for your chance to win, then go to blackeffect.com slash podcast festival and get your tickets now. All right. People's Choice Mix is next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, shout out to the brothers uh, from EYL. Uh, for joining us, uh, Rashad, Troy, and Matt, the mortgage guy. That's right. You know what I want to see? I want to see uh, Earn Your Leisure go down to Texas and go to Jay Prince's ranch. Because that's mm. a part of Jay Prince that, if you know, you know. The but people actually part. need to see it. Like, you know who else? Oh, you know what, Dan? They, they, in, they in with Steve Harvey, too. Steve Harvey is huge in agriculture, okay? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Steve Harvey has so much livestock, eggs. Eggs is his thing with the chickens. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, yes, I would like to see EYL go to uh, either one of them and just show people how much money you can make off livestock. All right. Well, when we come back, we got the positive notice to Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? I do, man. First of all, I want to tell people, uh, you know, uh, make sure to go to blackeffect.com slash podcast festival to get your tickets for the Black Effect Podcast Festival happening Sunday, August 28th. You get the opportunity to see a lot of your favorite podcasts live, Horrible Decisions, uh, Reasonably Sadie with Robin Dixon and Giselle Bryant, 85 South Show, just to name a few. And... Somebody this morning is going to get the opportunity to win an all-expense-paid trip to come to New York, to come to the Black Effect Podcast Festival. All you got to do is text FESTIVAL to 37911. <laughs> 37911, and you'll get your opportunity to win, okay? Okay. But the positive note is simply this. Instagram got everybody feeling like they got so many options, okay? Pay attention to the people who love, value, and hold you down in real life. All right, the internet might make it look like there's plenty fishing to see, but most of it ain't worth catching. I promise you. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.